Joshua 8, verses 1 to 29. Joshua 8, verses 1 to 29. Sweet victory. Have you ever been in a situation where you were knocked down? Maybe it was in athletics. Uh, I played sports a lot growing up. And I remember there were, there were teams that I just, I loved to beat that team. I don't, know what it came, I don't know if it was just because there was someone on that team that just got under my skin. Uh, I remember there were specific times uh, in high school, a friend of mine played on another team that we would play. And we would normally play them about twice a year. And I remember he, he was a little bit better than me at basketball. And it kind of bothered me. And so I just, I cherished it whenever we beat them. I remember one year in particular, we played them in the regular season and they beat us. And then comes the playoffs and we played them again. And this time, when it really mattered, we beat them. That was a sweet victory. You see, there's something about, about a victory that comes out of defeat that makes it that much sweeter, that much greater. When you fall down and you learn from your mistake and then you get up and you experience that victory. So we come to Joshua chapter 8. That's exactly what we find. The children of Israel have fallen down. They've been defeated. And they learn from that mistake and they get up and in Joshua chapter 8 they experience a sweet victory. See, Joshua chapter 8, it, it, it's powerful on its own, seeing the victory as they trust in the Lord, as they follow His leading. But it's even more powerful when you start in Joshua chapter 7 and you see the contrast between their defeat, between standing in, in what they thought was their strength and failing, and then trusting in the Lord and experiencing defeat, or experiencing victory. So we'll be in Joshua chapter 8, verses 1 to 29 this evening. Now the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you and arise. Go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Only its spoil and its cattle you shall take as booty for yourselves. Lay an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua rose, and all the people of war, with all the, and all the people of war, to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose thirty thousand mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. And, the, and he commanded them, saying, "Behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city behind the city. Do not go very far from the city, but all of you." Be ready. Then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city, and it will come about when they come out against us, as at the first, that we shall flee before them. For they will come out after us, so we have drawn them from the city, for they will say, They are fleeing before us, as at the first. Therefore, we will flee before them. Then you shall rise from the ambush and seize the city, for the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. And it will be, when you have taken the city, that you shall set the city on fire. According to the commandment of the Lord you shall do. 
See, I've commanded you. Joshua therefore sent them out, and they went to lie in ambush and stayed between Bethel and Ai, on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. And Joshua rose up early in the morning and mustered the people, and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people to Ai. And all the people of war who were with him went up and drew near. And they came before the city and camped on the north side of Ai. Now a valley lay between them and Ai. So he took about 5,000 men and set them in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, all the army that was on the north of the city and its rear guard on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. Now it happened when the king of Ai saw it, that the men of the city hurried and rose early and went out against Israel to battle. He and all his people at an appointed place before the plain. He did not know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. So all the people who were in Ai were called together to pursue them. And they pursued Joshua and were drawn away from the city. There was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who did not go out after Israel. So they left the city open and pursued Israel. And the Lord said to Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that was in his hand toward the city. So those in the ambush arose quickly out of their place. They ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered the city and took it, and hurried to set the city on fire. When the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended to heaven. So they had no power to flee this way or that way. And the people who had fled to the wilderness turned back on the pursuers. Now when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and that the smoke of the city ascended, they turned back and struck down the men of Ai. Then the others came out of the city against them, so they were caught in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that. And they struck them down, so that they let none of them remain or escape. But the king of Ai they took alive and brought him to Joshua. And it came to pass when Israel had made an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field, in the wilderness where they pursued them, and when they, had, and when they all had fallen by the edge of the sword until they were consumed, that all the Israelites returned to Ai and struck it with the edge of the sword. So it was that all who fell that day, both men and women, were 12,000, all the people of Ai. For Joshua did not draw back his hand with which he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Only the livestock and the spoil of that city Israel and the spoil that city Israel took as booty for themselves according to the word of the Lord which he had commanded Joshua. So Joshua burned Ai and made it a heap forever, a desolation to this day. And the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree until evening. And as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his corpse down from the tree, cast it at the entrance of the gate of the city, and raise over it a great heap, great heap of stones that remains to this day. If you remember in Joshua chapter 7, as I mentioned, they face a great defeat. If you look at Joshua chapter 7, there's many reasons why they face this original defeat. There's the sin of Achan. But at the same time, as we look at Joshua 7, we saw that they, they had, had approached this in their own strength. 
They had not sought the Lord. So as we come to Joshua chapter 8, the first thing we see is now the Lord speaks. So first thing said in Joshua chapter 8, now the Lord said to Joshua. Once again, the Lord speaks. And he always speaks on time when he intends. So the Lord shows up, and the Lord speaks to Joshua, and he says, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. That might be a familiar phrase to you as we've been working through Joshua. In fact, in Joshua chapter 1 through chapter 8, this is, uh, I was going through and counting them earlier this week, and this is at least the sixth time that I found that either do not be afraid or be strong or do not be dismayed is used. See, I think, I think Joshua struggled with being afraid. I think often we tend to look back at these, these figures in the Bible and we assume that there's some, some spiritual giants. They don't fear. They don't ever struggle. I think Joshua did fear. I think that's why the Lord had to remind him at least six times, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Joshua, be strong. Don't be afraid. Trust me. Don't be afraid, Joshua. Don't be strong in your own strength. Be strong in my strength. Trust in me. Don't be discouraged. Dismayed Here's the idea of discouraged. I'm sure at this point Joshua was afraid. Joshua was discouraged, coming off this defeat. I'm sure it was not easy for him to stand there and to lead the children of Israel to stone Achan and his family. I mean, think of the emotions involved in that, coming out of that. He knows it was right because God told him to do it. That doesn't make it easy not easy to see that it's not easy to do that so coming off this defeat coming off off of this this punishment that's just been laid out knowing that that it was his fault he's the one in chapter 7 who said let's take less men and let's go so we come to joshua chapter 8 and the lord shows up and he says joshua don't be afraid don't be dismayed i'm sure that was that was just so encouraging to joshua The Lord hasn't abandoned me. He is still here. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you. Take all the people of war with you. If you remember in Joshua chapter 7, that's one of the things they didn't listen to the Lord. You remember that? Joshua chapter 7. says verse 2, Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth-Avon on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up, spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. They returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up. Let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not weary all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. So about three thousand men went up there from Ai, or went up from the people. They fled before the men of Ai. 
They didn't all go. They became proud and they sent a small party out. You guys can go. You guys can take it. But notice in the Lord's command, he says, take all the people of war with you. You don't need them because I'm with you. Because I'm going to give it into your hand. But take them. Take them all. Arise, go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai. It is very clear here whose victory this is. It's very clear here who is at work. It's, it's not your, your military strength. It's not the fact that you have the entire army. It's the fact that I'm with you. It's the fact that I will give into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. Verse 2 goes on, And you shall do to Ai and its king as you did to Jericho and its king. Again, that had to be so encouraging to Joshua. Having just gone up, having just faced defeat, God saying, I will give it to you. You will, you will have victory. Not only that, but listen to this next part, only its spoil, its cattle, you shall take for, as, as booty for yourselves. This time, this time, you can have the spoil. God knows their needs. He knows their desires. And if only Achan would have waited for the Lord, if only he would have trusted in the Lord, he would have had a chance to get spoiled. But he didn't. He didn't. That's what we see here. I will give you the spoil. You could have the spoil this time. It means with this last charge, lay an ambush for the city behind it. This is God's plan. Lay an ambush. So God calls Joshua, stand up, don't be afraid, go. I'm going to give this to you. This is how you're going to do it. Lay an ambush. Come to verses 3 to 8, we see that Joshua obeys. And honestly, this should not be surprising. At this point in Joshua, what have we seen? Every time the Lord speaks, Joshua obeys. That's what we see in verse 3. So Joshua arose. He arose. And all the people of war to go up against Ai. So Joshua goes in verse 4. Behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city behind the city. He, he tells them to do exactly as God had commanded. Lay in ambush. Get down to verse 6. We will draw them out from the city, for they will say they are fleeing before us as at the first. As at the first is referring back to Joshua chapter 7. At first, when they went to war and they faced defeat and they turned and they ran. And Ai had this, this victory. The army who had knocked down the walls of Jericho. We, little Ai, we defeated them. And so now, we're going to go. And we're going to use that against them. Notice that God turns their embarrassing defeat and uses it to give them victory here. And his perfect wisdom and his strategy, he, he uses this. Go. He knows the pride that is in their heart, having just won this victory against this army that the whole land is afraid of. He knows. They're going to jump at this opportunity. They, they're excited to get in this. When they see you, they'll come out after you, and then you turn and run. 
Verse 7, but don't forget, you'll rise from the ambush and seize the city, for the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. This is Joshua speaking here in, in verse 7, and Joshua is careful to remind the people who it is that will give us the victory. Joshua's a good leader. He's pointing his people back to the Lord. This is what, this is what we will do. We will set an ambush, we will go, we will run, they will come after us, and then the Lord will give us the city. It's not, it's not our ambush, it's not our strategy, it's not our strength, it's the Lord who will give it to us. We sang the song, Stand Up for Jesus, earlier. And verse 3 says this, Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand in His strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. That's exactly what we see here in Joshua 7 and 8. The arm of flesh failed them, but God will not. He says, I will give you the victory. As you come down to verse 8, as, as, as Joshua gets to the end of this this command. He's obeying. He's calling the people to go. He says, according, this you shall do, according to the commandment of the Lord, you shall do. See, I have commanded you. Joshua knows that his authority comes from the Lord. I'm giving you this commandment, but I want you to know I'm commanding you because God commanded me. I want you to know where this authority really comes from, where this command really comes from. come to verses 9 to 17, you see then that the people obey. So if you're following the flow of the chapter, the Lord speaks, Joshua obeys, and now the people obey. Joshua therefore sent them out, and they went to lie in ambush and stayed between Bethel and Ai on the west side. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. Joshua did not go with the ambush party. He stayed with the main group. He stayed with them. See, Joshua could have gone with the ambush party, the exciting group. But he chose to stay with the main party because, I don't know this, but I think, and I think you see this in the passage coming up, I think it's because he knows, he's a good leader, he knows his people, and he knows that they need him. Joshua lodged that night among the people. Look at this next phrase. Then Joshua rose up early in the morning. You see that again. That's another phrase that's been repeated in Joshua. Whenever God calls Joshua to do something, he rises early to do it. So verse 10, Then Joshua rose up early in the morning, and he mustered the people. He mustered them together. Mustard has a sense of, of, of encouraged, pushing as difficult as it was probably for Joshua to go back to Ai where he's faced this defeat, think of the people. Think of the families, who, the 36 families who lost a family member. I mean, they suffered this defeat too. The Lord spoke to Joshua. The Lord didn't speak to them. They're going off of what Joshua has said. They're trusting that the Lord did speak to him. I imagine this was difficult for them. These people just defeated us. They just killed 36 of our men. Shouldn't we take a breather? Shouldn't we take a break? Shouldn't we regroup first, train a little more? 
Joshua stays with them that night. He gets up early in the morning and he musters the people. He pushes them along. Trust the Lord. Let's go. Let's do this. What God has called us to. He went up, and he and the elders of Israel, before the people of Ai. And all the people of war who were with him went up and drew near. And they came before the city and camped on the north side. And you get down to verse 14. As they do exactly what the Lord says, and it comes to verse 14. Now it happened when the king of Ai saw it. When he saw this army sitting outside his gate. When he sees it. The men of the city hurried and rose early and went out against Israel to battle. I think this is where you see a little bit of that pride. That, that us, little Ai, we defeated this army. They ran from us. They, they tore down the big walls of Jericho. They defeated that city like nothing. They ran from us. Here they are again. Let's go show them. Come on, guys, get up. Let's go. Notice it says they got up early. They were excited to go against Israel to battle. He and all the people, an appointed place before the plain, but he did not know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. God's plan always works. God always knows what he's doing. And we see that here. He knew exactly how the king of Ai would react. God knew it. He knew it was in the king's heart. He knew it was in those people's heart. He knew the moment that they saw that army, they weren't going to barricade in their city. They were going to go out to battle. They were going to all go out to battle, leaving the city wide open. God knew that. And all Joshua and Israel had to do was trust the Lord. And they do. And as you come to verse 18, we see that the Lord delivered. The Lord does exactly as the Lord said he would do, for he is a faithful God. So they come out, and Israel runs, and they chase after him. Then the Lord said to Joshua, verse 18, stretch out the spear that is in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. Stretch out the spear. such an easy movement. Stretch it out. I will give it to you. It, it, it takes your mind back to, to when the Lord tells, tells uh, Moses, stretch out your staff and the water splits. You do something easy, I'll do the hard work. Stretch out the spear that is in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear. Once there again, we see Joshua doing exactly what the Lord calls him to do. As easy and as simple as that is. God said, stretch out the spear. Joshua could have just raised up his arm. He could have done one. But he does exactly something so small, so seemingly insignificant to stretch out that spear. He trusts God enough to obey even the little things. So he stretches it out. And they run in. And they set the city on fire in verse 20. And when the men of Ai looked behind them, 
they saw and behold the smoke of the city ascended into heaven. At this point they knew. At this point they knew we're defeated. We're done for. We're doomed. So they had no power to flee this way or that way and the people who had fled to the wilderness turned back on the pursuers. Verse 21, now when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and the smoke of the city ascended, they turned back and struck down the men of Ai. And the others came out of the city against them so that they were caught in the midst of Israel. They had nowhere to go. Some on this side and some on that side and they struck them down so that they let none of them remain or escape. And they take the king of Ai. Verse 25, then, so it was that, on that, that, that all who fell that day, both men and women, were 12,000, all the people of Ai. God gives complete victory. He delivers Ai and the people, its king, its people, its land, exactly as he promised he would. Verse 27, only the livestock and the spoil of the city Israel took as booty for themselves, exactly as God promised. Again, he gave them the city and he left the spoil for them. Verse 28, Joshua burned Ai and made it a heap forever, a desolation to this day. And the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree till evening. That as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his corpse down from the tree, cast in the entrance of the gate of the city and raise over it a great heap of stones that remains this day. Again, signifying complete, total victory. Like the punishment of Achan and his family, so is the fate of Ai and its king. A great heap of stones that remains to this day is left over him. as you come to the end of these 29 verses, I think the conclusion is simply this, that God's way is always the best way. God's way is always the best way. On their own, in their own strength, in the flesh, Israel was weak. They couldn't even take the little town of Ai. But with the Lord, they were invincible. With the Lord, there was no one and nothing that could stand against them. With the Lord, not even an ocean, a sea could get in their way. Not the mighty walls of Jericho. Not the bold, proud king of Ai. With the Lord, nothing is impossible. His way is always best. We don't have promises of victory like Israel did. I will give you this land. I will give you that. But we have other promises. We have promises that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. 
We have promises that God will complete in us what he has begun. We have promises that the gospel will reach the ends of the world. We have promises that, that Christ is coming again. We have promises that God will give us the mercy and the grace that we need for each day and each trial that we face. We have promises that God is doing in us what is good for us, for his glory. And God's way is always best, even when we don't understand it, even when it doesn't make sense, because he's the same God. He's a faithful God. And the same God who delivered Ai into the hands of Israel is the same God who calls us to go. Who promises that, that the gospel, that the, his word when it's spoken will not return void. The gospel will go forth. That the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. He's a faithful God. He's a strong God who always delivers exactly what he promises. So the application for us this evening, like it was to Joshua and to Israel here, is simply Trust me. Trust me. He doesn't speak to us like he spoke to Joshua, but he's spoken to us in his word. Trust me. My way is best. It may not make sense. You may not get it. You may not want to, but my way is best. Trust me. That's the call to us this evening. Trust me. I don't know what all of you are going through right now. I don't know what you will face this week. But I know that God is faithful. I know that He is good. And I know that you can trust Him. So be encouraged. If there's something that you're in right now that you are struggling with, I would encourage you, know this. Know that God's way is always best. Listen to him. Obey him. Trust him. We're going to close by singing the song, Only Trust Him. It's